All right, guys, what's going on? It's another episode of the Comeback Podcast. And this week, we got Jordan Stubar. What's up, Jordan? What's happening, man? How you doing? Dude, things are great, man. I haven't talked to you in a, in a while. And uh, I know I texted you maybe six months ago about trying to get you on the show and do this as I was coming up building this. But you've been, you've been busy, dude. You've been doing some big things, huh? Yeah, man. And I know you've been busy, too. Absolutely. Things have been great. But let's talk about, obviously, one of the reasons I wanted you on here was because, well, we're both from Wisconsin, right? That's right, baby. Still love Wisconsin. I see you were just up here. I was. I was just in Milwaukee visiting my parents and uh, doing some work with a couple car dealerships in downtown Milwaukee. I saw that, man. And then you went down to Chicago and you're living the Midwest dream. That's right, baby. Let's talk about that real quick, man. So what was the, what'd you do? Obviously, I know how you came up, but I want to give the guys and my listeners that don't know you yet. I mean, a lot of them do, obviously, but some of them don't. Uh, before we tell them how you got to go down and work at Grants and who you are and like how you're becoming this, this in my in my opinion, one of the fastest dudes is just getting known all over the place, right? Um, but what about the Jordan before that? Like the Wisconsin Jordan, what'd you do? How'd you become this sales beast? What were you all about? <laughs> so uh, the journey started in Wisconsin. I was born and raised there. I spent the first uh, 22 years of my life in Wisconsin um, and uh, as a teenager, told my dad to his face, as I'm wearing a, a, like a suit and tie and a vest over here, I told him to his face, hey, I will never be like you. I will never wear a suit, and I will not, I will not be a salesperson. Uh, a couple years later, um, I find myself knocking doors uh, in, the, in the ghetto of Milwaukee. Uh, I'm sure you know it's one of the most segregated cities in the country. Yep. So I'm in a horrible part of town, and uh, – it took me two and a half weeks to get my first sale. I got fired from Chili's. I got fired from Target. I got fired from Walmart. Uh, I got fired from every job I ever had because I just I was a I was you know just a bum pretty much all around. And so I got into sales. And uh, as soon as I got my first sale, it took me about a half hour, and my first commission was two hundred and twenty-five bucks. And I was like, damn. How can I do this more? How can I get it faster? How can I how can I make a bunch of money? And so, uh, before working for Grant and everything, I'd been in sales, knocking doors in in Dallas, Texas, Virginia, uh, New York City, New Jersey, uh, Chicago, and Wisconsin, just finding opportunity and and being in sales, going door to door. How old are you now, Jordan? Just turned thirty in February. Getting oh. old. <laughs> I'm going to be thirty-seven in two months. Next month. What's up? <laughs> What, uh, how long was it before you started knocking doors to where you're at now, right? I mean, what's that time span look like for some guys out there? I knocked doors for eight years. Um, and then, uh, I was on phone sales, uh, for one year. And then I started doing uh, my deal with Grant Cardone for, and now that's been about three and a half years. Let's talk about that. So you, like when I first met you a couple of years back, um, you had just recently won a show, right? Whatever it yeah. So getting my job with Grant was probably uh, one of the different ways of getting a job. Uh, I won a reality TV show called Whatever It Takes. You guys can YouTube it. And um, that's how I, I initially started working for Grant. That, that's awesome, man. It's been uh, – and it's obviously blown you up, right? You started – I actually went back and watched that. Now I see you every day. You actually – you're one of the dudes that I, – I don't watch a lot of people anymore, right, because I'm trying to do my own thing. But every morning I, I catch your Snapchats. I see you dancing in there. Like you're like positive, upbeat. I'm like, dude, I love this dude. You know, obviously you're a Wisconsin boy and I love it. But how much has changed from the person that you were when you came to work for him to who you are now? Like a completely different person, right? 
I mean, dude, it's, it's a, an, a total 180. Um, before coming to work for Grant, immediately before that, I was living in New York City in like the tiniest apartment ever. I was in debt. I was completely broke. Um, the girl that I had moved to live with in New York City had just moved out. And there I am, no friends, no family, broke, hate my job. And uh, like I literally had that, 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 that moment where I'm like, dude, why am I even here? And so I, uh, I, I got with the whole Grant Cardone thing and I wasn't looking to make money, dude. Uh, that's one of the things that a lot of people come to Grant's office that look for a job. They're like, man, I just want to make money. I see everybody making money. And no, not everybody makes a bunch of money. Most people you know, fail or quit or whatever, and they just don't make it. I came down there for one thing. I came down there to learn. I came down there for information because I wanted not just to make money, but I wanted to change my life. And that's exactly what happened, man, is I, I had an opportunity to get some good information um, that helped me change my life. That's awesome, dude. I mean, it, it, and I've, I've watched you grow like to the apartment, to the, to the Porsche that we're going to talk about a little bit. What do you think, obviously, I want you to give some advice to guys that are trying to come up. What's the single most important piece of advice you could give an up-and-coming salesman to either follow your shoes or follow this new online thing or whatever? Like, what do you, what's yeah. the advice you got for them? I think it's discipline. Um, I had this this moment. Um, I had this moment in the gym the other day. I know you can probably relate. You're you're yeah. getting all swole. You're getting jacked. <laughs> and I'm having this moment in the gym, and I was just kind of thinking to myself, like, dude, I've been kind of inconsistent in the gym. Like, I'm in pretty decent shape over here, so I don't have like this this huge motivation to go to the gym. And it started appearing in different parts of my life. I'm like, dude, where else is this actually showing up in my life? Why am I not motivated to make uh, 200 phone calls a day? Why am I not motivated to make an extra $500 a day anymore? Why am I not motivated to go down and do the hard work? And so I, I taught myself this lesson and kind of had this epiphany. So the number one thing that really helped me do that 180 is not motivation. I, I haven't been motivated to, you can't be motivated every day. You know that, yeah. I know that, it, it's a myth. Motivation for, for anybody is something that comes and go like you spray on some cologne and it you know it just goes away. For sure. The single greatest thing that I've learned and I think the greatest thing uh, for me working at Grant's office was the opportunity to be disciplined every single day. Days that I don't feel like showing up, I'm there. Days that um, I'm, I'm feeling sick or I'm really tired or whatever, I show up and I make the, the call. So if you're starting an online business, if you are um, trying to make, up, make it up in sales, if you're Mark Jennison, you're on your big, huge, unbelievable trip through sobriety and being clean, dude, that's something that you know about. You're just being disciplined. Exactly. Actually, I want to make this show obviously about you because I, I want to talk to you, but talk about what it's like the experience of working at Grant's office for guys right now. Like, is, is that what it is? Is it like, is it like an army? Is it like, you know, I've been down there to see you. Like, what's it like? It's, it, we, we have a, we have a culture down at Grant's office. I should rather say that Grant has a culture that is so strong that we will, and they will, like if I start acting up or I'm not doing the right thing or I'm not, um, abiding by, I guess, the unwritten rules of the culture that we have, like I'll get burned out. Whether I'm the top salesperson or the bottom salesperson or whoever I am, um, or if I'm on the web team or I'm in the shipping department or wherever, if I'm if I'm like being detrimental to that culture, 
they'll boot anybody out because the culture is more important than any one person. And so, um, yeah, it's kind of like a boot camp. It's kind of militarized. Um, if you don't want to follow along with the culture of work hard, show up, push, shove, you know, 10 X look, you, you're just going to get blown out or you're going to, you're going to blow yourself out. But you get shit done down there, right? I mean, obviously that's the whole purpose. You get shit done because you just, let's just be honest about that. So let's talk about the, the phone call, man. I saw a, I don't know if it was your Snapchat or something I watched the other day. You made like 229 phone calls in one day and you do that, you yeah. do that every day. What's, What's the importance of the phone call for you? Because a lot of my dudes think they don't need it anymore, but I, I still live or die by it. Yeah. So, all right. One off the phone, it will never die and, until we can like telepathically communicate to each other brain to brain. Um, but the phone will never die. That's rule number one. Rule number two is uh, you got you got frequency and then you got quality. And so for uh, immediately working for Grant when I didn't have any real skills, it was just pound the phone, pound the phone, pound the phone frequency, and then you get good. Then I got good on the phone. And then I stopped doing all the frequency and I stopped all the calls and I was still making a bunch of money and things were all good. And I just, again, had that epiphany moment where I'm like, dude, frequency and good will beat out everybody. And so uh, the 229 phone calls isn't something I can usually get to every day because um, as a tenured rep, I have emails, I have text messages, I have service phone calls, I have bullshit that I have to deal with on a day-to-day basis. Um, but for like newer guys, dude, we got newer guys that spend six, seven, eight hours on the phone and never let the phone hit the cradle. And they're doing 150 to 250 to 300 calls a day. So um, for me right now, I'm mastering the balancing act between distractions what actually needs to be taken care of and then getting done what I need and want to get done. So do you, do you believe there is a balance in that? Because I mean, I'm not making 200 phone calls like I was at the dealership because I got now employees and things that's growing for me, but talk about balance real quick. One of the things I obviously followed Grant, I, I still love him. I think, I think the dude's amazing. Right. So, but when I watched him, I didn't really believe, I don't know that I got balanced so much from him as I did kick ass in every area. Right. I didn't really see balance. So do you focus on balance? No, I don't really focus on balance at all. Um, I, I, there's, there's days where I'll pop up 229 phone calls and, and, and that's really cool. But what I focus on, because I I don't have any balance on phone calls. I have balance on quality calls. Who am I reaching out to? Who's actually picking up the phone? Did I actually have any meaningful conversations? Um, the fact that I made 229 phone calls is actually bad news for me because <laughs> I don't, I don't want to make 220. I want to make five phone calls and have four hours of talk time with the boss, a decision maker, CEO that wants to hire me. Right. That's the good news. Um, it's just um, you want to you want to make sure that you're covering every aspect. So when the, the long, meaningful phone calls aren't plentiful, dude, you got to blow up the phone so you can get more frequent on those phone calls. So no, we're not really looking for balance, but obviously I want to have as many phone calls as possible, as much talk time with decision makers. And then I want to be able to create as much uh, revenue as possible as well. I want to talk to you about follow-up because I remember when you were, I remember when you were trying to nail Scotty over at the dealership to get down and you would text me messages and back and forth. What's your (laughs) follow-up game? Like I remember you had some big contract and you were, you were Snapchatting and shit. It was pretty awesome. What's yeah. follow up like for you now? I mean, you're on that. Tell these guys what it takes to get it done, man. 
Yeah. So, I mean, you know, follow-up is, is, I mean, that, that is the name of the game. I think that the, the most common trait that any successful person would share with you or another person is persistence. And so um, I'm, I'm completely flat. When people tell me uh, we need to do it next month or next week or next year, never call me again or whatever, I'm flat, dude. I don't react to it. It means nothing to me. Either you're going to do it today or I'm going to keep on calling you and you're going to do it later on. Those are the two, two only outcomes that I see for me. So follow up for me. I know that a lot of people preach technology. It's 2017. People have, you know, these huge CRMs and they put in all this data and they enter it and then something pops up and then it's like, blah, blah, blah. It's time to call this person. I think that's all bullshit. I can't stand it. I hate data entry. I hate CRMs. And I hate having to rely on a piece of technology to remind me of what's important to me. If you're important to me and I want your money and I want your deal and I've talked to you and I remember your name, the minute that I think about you, I will call you. If I've already called you that day and I'm thinking about you again, I will send you a text message. If I sent you a text message and called you and I think about you again, I'm gonna tweet at you. As often as I think about somebody or a company or whatever, I will reach out to that person. That's my CRM. If your deal's not important to me and I forget about you, that's my fault, and I'll take full responsibility for blowing that deal. I love that. Now I want to talk about something that I think you're, that you're doing great at, man. Social media, branding, presence. What's the importance of putting yourself out there? Like, because you've always been good at. It. Since I met you, you you know you're doing it. But now I see you doing it. I see you and Steve Spray down there on the beach doing calisthenics <laughs> or whatever, right? And uh, I mean, I notice all the stuff you guys are doing, right? But you're living your life. People are living their lives vicariously through you, and what some of the guys in the car world or some of my other followers, they, they're afraid to get out there. Talk about the importance of what that's done for you. Okay. So look, social media, is, uh, social media is a way to brand yourself. I don't really see any other reason for it. I'm, I, I'm, I've done a good enough job now of scrubbing like Facebook and Twitter and the people I follow well enough where I'm not seeing a lot of like negative posts or like, you know, Hey, I broke my arm and st I'm stuck in the hospital hospital FML, uh, where it's mostly good, positive stuff like what you put out, you know, what other folks put out. And I think that social media is, is your resume. I Googled myself yesterday. I don't know if you've ever done this before, but it, it, gets, a little, it gets a little freaky because you're like, damn, dude, what's going to be, what am I going to find? <laughs> and I Googled myself, Jordan Stupar, and boom, LinkedIn is the first hit. Next one is the Facebook page. Then there's a couple of videos and then it goes to a Twitter, then it goes to a Instagram, then it goes to a couple of things where I've been mentioned on, you know, various articles or whatever. And dude, that's your resume. You know, people, you, you, I can apply for a job later on, sooner or later with somebody, but whatever I put on paper is probably less important than, dude, how many followers do I have? How influential am I? What am I really doing when I'm putting myself out there? What am I, how am I actually expressing myself to uh, to groups of people. And so social media, dude, it's, it's freaking paramount. And I, I saw a comment that popped up on this live thing. Some guy sold, you know, 296 cars last year, you know, and, and kind of blamed social media for it. Dude, that's exactly right. That's what's going on. And so social media is a, is a huge and powerful thing. And dude, if you're not making money these days <laughs> on social media, if you're not getting exactly what you want out of your business or your life, and you have access to social media, shame on you. 
You're doing it wrong, 100%. I tell the guys the same thing. What's your favorite platform? My personal favorite platform, it kind of changes here and there. It used to be Twitter. I, I, I still love Twitter, but I think my absolute favorite uh, platform right now is Instagram. I think they have the coolest stuff going on with the little 15-second clips, being able to go live, and then being able to post some meaningful or creative content um, in a really captive audience. I think that's a really cool feature. Okay. Let's talk about the Porsche, bro. I love Porsches. That's it. Tell these guys what kind of car you got. Tell, tell me about the car, man. What, what, how many calls did it take to get that? How many years did you visualize it? Did you want it? I mean, did you think about it every night? Tell the importance of that. Cause yeah, and congratulations on that. It's a badass car. I appreciate it. And, and really the, you know, I think people buy, buy ridiculous. The, the Porsche is a ridiculous decision financially. It's just, <laughs> it's right. stupid, you know, but um, a lot of people buy this type of shit. They buy it for other people. Hey, look at me. Look what I got. Look what I could afford, whatever. I got this car 100% for me. Um, when I was six years old, I put up a poster in my in my parents' basement where I spent all my time of a black Porsche 911, and it stayed on that wall until I was like 16 or 17 until we moved out of that house and it got lost, burnt up, or thrown away or whatever. And um, it's been a dream car of mine. I've, I've seen them all over the place for my whole life. Uh, it doesn't matter what color it is, what kind of trim level a 911 is. It don't matter. I am always turning my head in traffic and I love the 911. And so um, I know that they've always been, you know, unaffordable for me. I'd never made the type of money where I could be in a position to buy one. And so uh, starting working at, at Grant's office, Grant as a mentor said, hey, look, I need you to write down your goals twice a day. So there I am for three and a half years writing down that I drive a brand new Porsche 911 Carrera S black on black. And I wrote it down for three and a half years. And in fact, I could have definitely bought it and made a financial decision just fine a year and a half ago. But I kept on writing it down. I kept on stacking my money. And um, one of the things that I'm most comfortable about the car is I, I actually waited until I could buy it cash three times. So I, I, don't really, I don't really care about the whole deal. So, dude, driving that car, getting in it, looking at it is like... Dude, it's 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 exhilarating to me to to really be able to know that I can paint like my own life, what I want it to be, how I want it to be, what things I want to have, and I can literally make it happen. It's just a matter of time. I like what you said there about waiting till you could buy it three times over. Yeah. I mean, was that in your goals or did you just decide that as you were going and all of a sudden you're like, boom, I'm gonna I'm gonna do what it takes to get this thing. I want money left over, I wanna pay cash, I wanna own this fucker. Yeah, so like really cool part about that situation was at the same time that I'm writing down that I want to drive a dollar car, I'm still writing down that I stay. I'm still writing down other investments. And so my attention, I, I have in all different places. And so at that point, dude, I'm going to go. is Hey, invest in me, invest in me or do your money, or have this in the bank, or whatever. So sometimes the Porsche, although I know I really like the, the, the background sometimes of, of my goals, I was like, dude, I'm going to go get my ride. I don't care what it costs. I'm going to do it. That's awesome, man. Congratulations on that. One thing I want to touch on, I'll keep you a couple more minutes. Obviously, Grant sells a bunch of training. I know you're big on training. You sell the training. 
what's the importance of training and skilling up? You are, you talked about being able to take action, right, and, and just making all the calls. What about the important key of believing in yourself, investing in yourself, and, and actually spending money and taking yourself to the next level? All right, so check it out. Training everything. If you're not training, if you're not developing, and you're not actually getting at least if it's 1%, be 0.01% better than you were yesterday and let that shit compound over your... Most people, dude, understand so difficult about a dollar book or buying a $7, spending 20 grand on going to a seminar that could change the trajectory. I just can't, I can't grasp it. And so... Um, training is important. Uh, I believe a hundred percent in, in what well, and I think being prepared uh, to execute at a professional, unbelievable level, I think it's, you know, it's paramount in the way that you transact business, whether you're selling cars, whether you're, whether you're selling books, whether you're selling hats, it doesn't matter. Um, you have to differ for the rest of the average rubbish that's out there. I think being trained is is what happened. Awesome. We're getting a little bit of little bit of break up here, but I'm gonna ask you two more questions real quick. What's next for Jordan? Like what what's on like you write down the goals, right? So you got some bigger things. What's the next 12? What's the rest of 17 look like? Things looking um I've got some I've got some really bigger. Um I've got some some really large deals that I'm working on right now that will uh will will help me out i'll I'll answer your question like this because I can't actually technically respond I get you. let me put it this way in the last three and a half years I've made a million bucks um I've made a million bucks in the last three and a half years and okay that's neat I can understand the the coolness level of of being able to I'm looking at where I'm headed financially in the future, two years down the road, three years down the road. I don't want to just make another million dollars in the next three years. So the biggest challenge and the things that I'm working on right now, everything that I'm writing down in my goals is based on making a million bucks and taking that those three years of financial growth and compressing time and learning how to do it in one year. So that. that's everything that I'm working on right now is, is, is scale. And if it doesn't contribute to financial, like, like financial uh, success, then I, I don't even, I don't even spend time doing it. Dude, I love that. That's great, man. All right, one more question. We talked about training. I wanted to ask you this, but we're getting some, uh, some feedback or whatever. What are your top three books that you recommend for some guys out there that you know maybe it's Grant's book, maybe it's something? What, what do you recommend? Yeah, that's a that's a damn good question, man. Because there's a lot of books out there, and look. Rule number one about books is just read a bunch of them. Uh, it's like movies. It's like songs. Dude, you know how hard it is to go through Spotify to find that one jam that you like. You got to hit on repeat for four days in a row before you vomit because you're tired of it. Right. You got to go through a lot of songs. And people think that books are time consuming. And at the end of the day, I'll, hopefully I can make this a shortcut for a couple of you guys. The number one favorite book that I absolutely, absolutely love um, that probably impacted me the most and, and at least my delivery of my sales pitch would be Pitch Anything by Oren Claff. I would check that book out on both audio and in its book format. Um, I think that that book is incredible. 
And uh, I've read it six times now and uh, has definitely helped the way that I, uh, I pitch deals and that I understand what I'm actually doing when I'm communicating to another person. Book number two that I've been through eight times in the last couple of years is by my guy, Tim Grover. The book is called Relentless. I know a lot of people are really digging that book right now. Uh, judging by your reaction, you've probably recently been through it. Um, that book is incredible. Um, how to Become a Cleaner, I, I think, is a really incredible uh, story. The third book that I would recommend and now, see, now I'm, I'm out of options on how many books I can list. So now I'm kind of, I'm kind of like, damn. Um, honestly, would have to be Grant's newest book, because um, I got to give Grant credit. You know, it's just the right thing to do. Um, would be Be Obsessed or Be Average. Um, that book, for sure. Uh, the number one or number two times that I've been through that book has totally, completely validated where I want to go in life, and then two, also kind of put a little extra gasoline on my fire. That's awesome. I, That's I read awesome. that book. I, I read that book. It was good. I got to ask a question. I got to ask a question. With him, now that you're the top, you're the man, right? So what's it like now? Um, it's, uh, I mean, dude, it's, it's different. It's different now than it, than it was, but at the end of the day, nothing's really changed. Um, working with Grant is um, an unbelievable opportunity. Um, he, he obviously he's extremely well respected. So, you know, when, when he's doing his thing, you know, I, I don't talk to him, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, say, Hey man, you, you know, can you check this out? Um, but working for his organization is, uh, incredible. Not only just because you get to, you get to see and pick up some golden nuggets from Grant, but he's really built a culture of 55 other people that show up when they don't want to show up that, um, you know, that, that work and push and train and develop and, and outperform what they did yesterday. And I think being in that type of situation long enough, dude, it's going to make a diamond out of anybody. I feel like anybody could probably go work in there. And as long as they make the decision to show up long enough, you know, you can become a superstar at anything that you want to do. So I feel like that's what it's like working for Grant. It's like, it's like working in a, in a coal mine, dude, where there's just enough pressure to create a couple of diamonds. That's awesome. Well, dude, I got to give you a lot of credit, man. It's been really fun watching you the past. It's been like a year, year and a half. I really noticed you. And uh, man, you've grown tremendously as a person. And you can see it financially. Overall, the way that you deliver your message has been great to see. So where can my guys find you and give them some fucking solid advice to pump them up to go into the weekend, especially the car guys that need to close some deals that are selling three, four cars and need to get out 10, you know? I love it, dude. All right. So first off, you guys can find me on Facebook, Jordan Stupar. Um, I'm out of freaking requests. I'm just, you can't friend me. You can, out here for a pimp. You can follow me. Um, I'm working on cleaning that out, but, um, on Instagram, I'm just straight up Jordan Stupar. Find me on Instagram. I love Instagram. I always interact with people and it's a really good way to get a, a day in the life of me on those little short clips. Um, on Twitter, it's Jordan underscore Stupar. And uh, those are those are probably the best places to find me. You guys can find me on Snapchat if you guys want to get dangerous with my lifestyle. It's just J Stoops, J S T O O P S. You guys can find me on the Snapchat. And then finishing this thing off, especially for you car guys. Look, I've, I've been working with automotive dealers for the last three and a half years, and I'm going to tell you something that Mark Jennison would tell you that anybody in automotive is going to tell you: the money that you want is not inside your dealership. 
The money that you want is not inside your dealership. You got to stop spending time with your buddies over at the desk. You got to stop hanging out at the water cooler with your buddies. You got to stop hanging out with your buddies. And what you need to do is listen to Mark Jennison because I already know I haven't bought his program. I haven't been through it, but I know for sure that man is probably going to be talking about this thing. He's going to be talking about the phone. You need to learn how to blow up the phone, create your own traffic. And look, at the end of the day, you need to train up because being good on the phone is only one thing. Being a successful salesperson is being able to work everything. You have to be a quarterback, a receiver, a lineman uh, on the defensive side. You got to kick sometimes and you got to know how to tackle or else you will never learn how to celebrate. You can't celebrate in sales unless you're good at it all. You can't have a Porsche, definitely. (laughs) You definitely can't have a Porsche unless you learn how to use the phone. I guarantee it. All right, brother. Thank you for jumping on, man. I appreciate you. I know it's a little bit late down that way. I appreciate having you on here, man. We'll be watching you. You got it, boss. Appreciate you. See ya.